Hey friends, I'm Jess Connolly. I'm an author, a coach, a Bible teacher, and a local church leader. And I love talking to real people who know what it means to have full lives, but also want to walk in abundance. This podcast is for you. It's not my podcast, it's ours. It's for people who crave lighthearted conversations and deeply spiritual truth. It's for people who are busy, tired, waiting, growing, dreaming, working, or praying about what's next. Wherever you're listening from, if it's quiet, mundane, or busy, I am praying for you and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. most frequently asked question that I get online is not, how do I figure out my calling or how do I fight body shame? It's not, how do I study the Bible or even how do I plan my week well? If I'm honest, the most frequently asked question that I get on social media, in my email is, where did you get that dress, shirt, earrings, etc.? And honestly, I'm not mad about it. I mean, I'm flattered. I'm grateful for it. We are humans living in this world and we have to put clothes on our bodies. I believe the way that we do that matters and it can actually have a kingdom impact. But I also believe that our father delights in us stretching into our image bareness of his as we utilize creativity to have fun with our clothes. Having fun with fashion helps us walk in abundance. It helps us fight defeat and fear and shame. It helps us connect with other women. It helps us give other people permission to live a vibrant life. But we want to do it in a way that lives out Jesus's command to not worry about what we wear in Matthew 6. So today I've got my sister and my bestie, Katie Walters, and I have her on this episode because A, she loves fashion and B, because we often see it or approach it a little bit differently and C, she's found a way to make a profound kingdom impact with her clothing. If you love getting dressed, this episode is for you. If you hate getting dressed, this episode is for you. Katie Walters, welcome to the podcast. I'm out of my mind excited you're here. It's going to be fun. We already kind of started talking and I was like, hold on, hold on, save it. We have so much to say. So I want to start with this because I actually like, you know, in our relationship, I feel often like the story keeper. (laughs) You don't forget everything. (laughs) But as my husband likes to remind me, I am a post-it note. I remember everything. But I don't know that I could answer this question from your perspective. But when did you start to care about clothes? It's interesting because honestly, I don't remember. I think my whole life I have loved clothes. I've loved getting dressed. Yeah. A lot of my memories of childhood revolve around clothes. Like yeah. I can remember what I wore. I can remember what other people wore when I can't remember like someone's name. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I really did love it all growing up. I don't ever remember caring about it in the ways that I think some people would say they care about it. Is that so odd? No, because, okay, what's interesting is, I want to even like turn that sentence one more way. I don't think that you care about it in the way that maybe most people think you care about it. Yeah. Because what is inspiring to me and why you're the only person who could be on this episode is you, it is the least fussy part of your life. Yeah. You really do. And this is where you don't, you really do show up every space you're in looking beautiful and you look put together. You look like you're having fun. But I know you and I know your life and I know the amount of time that you spend thinking about clothes and it's very minimal. 
Yeah. I think that's probably is, you know, one of my drivers is fun and pleasure. Yeah, yeah. And so it's always been a space of fun for me. And I think anything that started to feel like it made it too fussy, too competitive, too, you know, like there was levels to it or yeah. I just like, you know how we use that phrase? I just would take my ball and go home. Yep. Like I wanted it to stay freeing yeah. and stay fun. And there were times, I mean, honestly, in college, one of the times where it got a little tricky was modesty related. Real. So just because, I mean, I grew up dancing and yeah, I like to be naked. That's a <laughs> honest thing to say. <laughs> and I mean, I think it's the most free form of fashion, honestly. And um, listen, yeah, there's some real. redemption. We're going to talk in a second about the fall, but there's some redemption. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, I had to learn how to, how to, how to dress because when you walk into a room, this is the truth. Like you are saying something, it's a language. Yep. And so, come on, you know, I did have to learn to like, okay, I'm showing up and I also would like to be inspiring. I would like to carry light. I'd like yes. to change people. So I don't want to distract people right. either. You know, we'll with what I'm wearing. So, sure. yeah. So anyways, I just feel like I've tr really kept it fun and it, it does not, I don't think about it. I don't plan out my outfits yeah. really even the night before. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. But this is I how do we're love, different. Yeah. But I do love getting dressed. So okay. That's a, before yeah. I ask you the next question, I'm going to give listeners a quick bio because mm -hmm. I assume that everybody knows you and knows how great you are, but they don't. So I get to give the sister bio, which is not necessarily professional, but you are my hero. You are my big sister. Yeah. I have been you looking know, I already my cried this morning. <laughs> we did go to spin class. We went to spin morning. class. And the woman said, like, what you are in proximity to changes you. Like, you have to push in and get close. And I'm just crying. I'm like, I've been in proximity to you my whole life. And she has strengthened me thing. every day of my you whole have. life. So... Well, that, I, uh, some people, if they've really listened to past episodes of the podcast or if they've read books, they might know this, but I, I legit became a believer because you like came for me. You met Jesus and came back for me and said like, Thank you goodness, have to know I also Jesus. led you on a very other dark path <laughs> prior to that. Listen, it's fine. It's fine. So I had to come back for what I led down there. <laughs> we were not close until we became believers That's and right. then we were inseparable. But mm -hmm. you are also a mom of seven. Your kids range in age from 20 to two. Mm -hmm. You run a nonprofit, Francis and Benedict, which we're going to talk about in a second because it is one of the massive ways that you are impacting the kingdom through fashion. So I want to talk about that. Obviously, you are the wife to Josh Walters. You guys are the realest, most missional people that I get to know up close that I get to do life with. You, I tell you all the time, you are literally the best mom I know. But I say all of this to say, that's what's so interesting to me about the fashion piece because again, it's not a fussy part of your life. It's a life-giving part of your life. Yeah, it's a really life-giving part of my life. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't come without different ways of struggle. I mean, I think the enemy wants to take anything that come we're on. free in. You know, and try to twist it or try to like one of my recent struggles with it, with the aging conversation sure. has just been that the millennial, like all neutral nude. Not doing it. No, it's not for me. I do not consent. And it doesn't look good <laughs> on me. But I also want, you know, again, fashion is saying something. I would like people to know that I also watch TikTok. You know, I'm sure. not just a 40 year old mom. I understand that you understand that people shorts. are doing it, but exactly. you're like, I just don't want to do it. Exactly. Yeah. But I've had to like really go through that some yeah. of like, okay, what pieces can I take? Because I instead I don't have the eye roll of like, yeah. why would you wear that? I just look no. at it and think, what pieces could I take that would be fun for me and would yeah. still be true to who I am? So I'm I'm saying all that to say it is a fun part of my life. It's not that I think 
in every woman's life, though, there's these points where it could stop being that way. Well, I want to touch on the neutral thing for a second. We're going out of order, but I do want to say that I have a tiny one minute sermon about this. I don't know if you've overthought it to this point, but I have. I know that there are women who love neutrals. So God bless. Go with God. But I do think last week's episode on the Jess Connolly podcast was five things to do when you feel like a mess. And I do also believe that a little bit of the neutral craze is trying to show the world that we're polished and muted and understated and that Mm. we're not fussy and that we don't take up space and that we're not going to make a lot of noise. And I don't consent to that. And I don't think that color means you're immature. I did a whole post on Instagram about this a couple months ago where I I was like, right colored nails do not mean you're spiritually immature. Color does not mean you're spiritually immature. If you love neutrals, if they bring happiness to your soul, go with God. If you're doing it because you want to show people that you're not too much don't put on some color and have fun with it right okay agreed I have a question for you yes because I want to answer that question too when did I start caring about fashion and I have an answer prepared but I will be curious if you looking at my life know when it was oh that's really tough because you don't also this is where we have such different perspectives because I have always thought you had the actual artist eye you are and and I know She's you do. So and I could about talk this. about it. This is a tangent, but I could talk about it, especially in home design. I feel like fashion is this, the neutrals for me pick up this vibe of like copy and paste. Yep. And so when I walk into a home that's elegantly designed, but I know it was just copy and paste. They yeah. walked into a storeroom and they said, I want that. Yeah. It's the same for me as the old days of rooms to go. I'm like, so now it's a new store, but it's still copy and paste. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. And so, but for you, you have taken every home and made it so beautiful. And it's because of your artistic creative design and your freedom to be you. And so I've always looked at you in fashion. I mean, we could talk about the hats, but we won't. Okay. The hats was, I didn't I know, like hats. I know. A, somebody I bought know, me a hat and I wore that. it to be nice. Okay. Here's the thing about the hats. We have though. a story in our family that I went through this really weird phase for like three years where I, all I did was wear hats. And a lot of them were like sequin berets. No, they were really strange. And <laughs> I, but the thing is I did it to be nice. This is the cautionary tail for people pleasers. I did it to be nice. Somebody bought me a hat and I was like, oh, I love hats. I hate hats. When do you see me wear a hat now? Okay. Never. But do you want to hear the older sister's perspective on it? What What I think it gave permission was for people to actually look at your face. Oh my God, Tinder, talk about this. But I think you have the most beautiful face. And I think it was in that time that people started to comment all the time on their hat, on the hats. But actually they just started looking at you. Yeah. Because you were bringing attention to your face. Yeah. And you have the most gorgeous face. So anyways, I would just say that's my perspective on your fashion because I've always been like, okay, what's cool? Is that cool? I mean, you look incredible in that. Maybe this is uncool. And you know how fashion also changes through geographic locations. 100%. And you've moved a lot, a lot more than me. I've been like, you know, Jesus, I've moved 16 times in like 40 (laughs) mile radius. And so when, especially when you're in Seattle, I was like, okay, but can we still be lighthearted? I could not apparently. No, (laughs) but your fashion was showing that, you know, and your fashion does show where you're at. Uh Uh But also, I mean, some of it makes sense geographically. Like, you know, I talk to women in Michigan all the time that I'm like, they don't have time practically for the earrings and dresses of Charleston on the playground. Right. Because we're like getting yes, through winter. Exactly. You know? yeah, yeah. But anyways, that's my perspective on you is I feel like you've brought such an artistic element to it be, as you've been authentically you. So when would I say you cared? 
I don't, I don't think it was in college. No. Okay. I'm going to answer it, but <laughs> I touched on college and Seattle. I do want to say that I love when we get to do stuff together because we are each other's story carriers. Uh-huh. And just in the same way that I remember a birthday of yours, I know you remember this birthday. Oh, I remember that birthday. There was this birthday. one birthday where yeah. our incredible mom, Deb Hopper, who was yes. a single mom hustling. I was at the 13. Time. It was my she 13th was 13. birthday. And mom got her maybe like, it was probably in actuality like five or six outfits. Yeah. But it felt like a million. It felt like a million. From the limited to. Uh, and she hung my dream them store. all up over the dining room, like kitchen for, for her and kitchen dining for room. her birthday. I walked down to that, and I remember Lost thinking, like, "Wow, you're a fashion mogul! Mm-hmm. Like, our mom is yeah. the best mom, and also you are a superstar, truly." And I think that might have been a defining moment. That for was you. definitely a defining moment. I've yeah. never forgotten that birthday. There's another defining moment where one time I walked out in something. And I had a scarf in my hair, which I love to wear. Yeah, you do like a scarf. And, um, and you looked at me and you said, who do you think you are? Are we Kate Middleton? Kate Middleton would love to look like you. When was this? This must have been recent. This was like eight years ago. And it like, to my soul, I was like, she's right. Who is Kate Middleton? Katie Walters can Katie show Walters. up and dress how she wants to dress. <laughs> I love you so much. And it was such a defining moment. I love but, you that. know, those things like mark us yeah. in such a way. And also in the negative, you know, for yeah, women listening, that you've had the opposite Which, set over you and, and you have to overcome. To be fair, we've probably said the opposite to each, to each other, other before sure. and had to apologize. Well, I like, definitely have to you. I no, don't you have not. You have to me. Listen, but. I definitely have to you. But this is the part of my story that you get to hold it that I feel like people don't believe me about unless you're there to testify. But that number one, I did have many, 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 many wallflower years. What's a wallflower? Like a wallflower is like a person who like stands in the corner and doesn't want attention and like doesn't talk. Oh, for 100%. That, that was yeah. like kind of my MO for, for a lot of different seasons mm-hmm. and that my fashion very much followed suit. For sure. I mean, it was like jeans and a t-shirt. I will say it still was semi-trendsetting with your inside out sweatshirt. Okay. I did like an inside <laughs> out sweatshirt, but that I but think. But yes, agreed. And we'll come you back were to hiding this. for sure. I was hiding. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we'll come back to this in a second, but I think also the key to creativity, you touched on this in the home and everything. I just think like knowing what you like, knowing what you like and owning it is it. That's it. That's the key to being a creative person. Absolutely. And people feel that when you come into the room. And do you know why it's so important? It's because that's how we focus on others. Like, that's it. Come on. It's the key to it because you have to know yourself so well that you're over yourself by the time you get to other people. Yeah. You know, and you're able to really walk in with the language of like, hey, I'm here. I've showed up here. And then you can turn attention. That's it. And, and then the other thing about fashion is, you know, my other marking moment, which is somebody, she probably listens to this. So I would like to also publicly apologize. But do you remember when somebody asked me to go to coffee for discipleship? I have been thinking about this story all week in preparation for this podcast. Yes. So I think I actually probably did say something unlife-giving to you. And I think I did have to apologize for it with about this conversation. Maybe. I kind of feel like you were the opposite because it was 13 years ago. And when we got to the coffee... For me to disciple her, she was like, so I would really like you to disciple me in fashion. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. And I'm thinking, do you know that how much I understand the word and how much I could disciple you in things that are eternal? I think that's how I responded to you. To disciple you in fashion. Yeah. I was so 
upset. I think I responded. I think I was, I think when you told me, I was like, that's not discipleship. <laughs> right. You Which, like, How much would we like somebody to ask us exactly. to meet with us right now? now? I'm like, I'd be like, that would be my dream. Even this podcast, like the greatest honor right. ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I was like, yeah. you know, but what I learned is that anything that you put in the hands of the Lord, yeah. anything, you know, he will use for his yeah. glory and his purposes. Yeah. And you know, from that moment, now I look back on that and I'm like, what an honor yeah. that she saw that in me it was, and it was saw sweet. that freedom. And she even said that then, like, I see this area of freedom in your life. Yeah. That's and good. I mean, what true discipleship, if anybody says, I see this area of freedom in you in exercise, I see this area of freedom yeah. of you in your marriage, you know, to in be your able calling, to sing, in, in your, your work, yeah. in your, in your home decor, in yeah. your parenting. Yeah. yeah. Well, just for context, I will say I was thinking about it and the two distinct periods for me where I just decided that I cared about fashion or that I wanted to care and Mm -hmm. I wanted to care about what I put on my body and they feel really spiritual and Mm -hmm. one was in 2011 when our family started to come back from the pit of despair I've talked about this a little bit in a couple of different podcasts but I was coming out of postpartum depression. This is when I was living in Columbia. I was coming out of postpartum depression. We were like coming out of the thick of financial ruin. My daughter had been diagnosed with this aggressive seizure disorder and I just lost a baby. Mm -hmm. And I, we were broke, 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 broke. But I decided I was going to get into thrifting. Do you remember this? That I decided Mm -hmm. I was, it was a funny thing to say, but I said, I'm not going to buy any new clothes for a year. I didn't have the money to buy any new clothes. Right. But it is so nice when you decided to feel like I was deciding. Um, (laughs) I'm fasting And I got really into fashion and I, and into thrifting fashion. It was Mm -hmm. really interesting. And that was a little bit of a comeback for me. And God used it as a way to just wake up and fight despair. Yeah. The second time, so I would say then I kind of plateaued and I lived at that level of like, I care about fashion. The second one was we were already in Charleston. We had planted Bright City. It had been a couple of years. And it's funny, people who have now been at Bright City for all 10 years, like they've mentioned it to me in the past. Like they're like, we can tell when you did, something happened with you. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, the shift was I was really starting to step into my calling. I was starting to write books. I was starting to speak. And yeah. again, this is why the story is so important because some people might be like, oh, she got big for her britches or like she started to travel to teach. So she started to wear nice clothes. And it wasn't that. It was all of a sudden that I I wanted my outside to match this inside calling. So good. And vibrance and abundance. So good. And I, I just realized that, yeah, I cared about how I wanted to present to the world. So those are the two different periods for me. And both of them, you are pivotal in leading me in. But so the big question is this, how do we keep it fun? Mm -hmm. And how does it not become the focus? And this is where I think we might have really differing answers. Yeah. Go for it. Well, number one, I love that you talked about the thrifting because I have seen a lot of women figure out their fashion style, the colors they like on yep. them, the way they like to dress their body yep. through thrifting. Yep. My daughter, Abigail, is one of them. She's I knew thrifter. she had the fashion gene, whatever yeah. that is, that she likes getting dressed. Yeah. But it really wasn't until she started thrifting till she could figure out her specific style. Yeah. You know, so I do think that's a good tool. The other thing is what I realized, one of the marking moments for me is when I got to Charleston and it was so affluent. And I realized that every holiday women were going to spend a lot of money dressing themselves and their children. And that's a really, to me, fussy pre-planned. I've got to get all these matching Christmas outfits, Easter. That was the last thing I want to do for holidays is have to then think about spending $200 
oh, outfitting gosh. or more my family. And so remember, that's when mom and I, I came to mom with that idea of what if we sell these women ribbons? Yes. And that specific Easter, we raised $20,000. All right. Tell that story. Okay. So we're coming into Easter and there was a a mission in Pakistan Mm -hmm. that we're trying to disciple, do seminary for women and then teach them to sew. It's an incredible. And so we said, you know, what if we sell women ribbons and we tell them instead of buying an Easter outfit, buy this ribbon for $25, yeah. wear it on your lapel, whatever that is. <laughs> wear it on you somewhere. <laughs> put and, it in your hair like Kate yes, Middleton. Yes. Or put it on your children, yeah. you know, and then donate this money. And seeing how much God could use that really so changed beautiful. things for me too, because I realized like there is a limit in every person's season yeah. to how much you can care because yeah. it is just not eternal. And that's why Matthew 100%. talks about that. It's like we in our bad marriage season, which, you know, we could, this is a whole other podcast, but we got this one word that we needed to have a marriage that was 10 to two. So 10 to each other, two to everything else. And I use that as a judge for my life over everything I love. Cause you know, you I do. love a lot You're of really things. really good at it. So if I love exercise, if I love fashion, if I love skincare, if I love girlfriend time, yeah. I think to myself, is it a two compared to the what I love eternally, what yes. I'm chasing eternally. Yeah. And so if you really have that kind of gauge of it, there's going to be major limits. If it's a season where you're in financial hardship, it is a season to not be shopping. Yeah. You know, if you are trying to set a goal and go after something and fashion doesn't align with that, yeah. you know, a lot of like the, some of the biggest CEOs, they literally do wear the same shirt every yeah. day because they need to unlock their mind for more important things, you know? So for me, I think that's just a good practical gauge for women in every season to know like, where is it sitting at? And when it starts to try to creep up, why? Like for me with the aging conversation, like, why am I thinking about this at like a six or seven? How do I get it back down to a free place? You know? So good. Okay. Well, what keeps it free for me? And you actually do have like a lot of thoughts around this. So I want you to speak into it too. But what keeps it not being fussy for me is planning. Yeah. And that's it. I, and maybe even like we can say this, like what does it look like for you to get dressed in the morning? Because Mm -hmm. I will tell you, it is decided. Yeah. There's no, it's been decided for me for days out. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk in a second about different staples that we feel like are really great for women to have. But I have, I would say I have five, maybe six silhouettes right? that work for me, right? that I filter in and out of. That's the only kind of clothes I buy. I don't mix it up. I don't buy a different style of pants. Yeah. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I know what, what blazer cut looks nice on me. I know what kind of shirts I like to wear. I know what kind of workout clothes I like to wear. And I only buy those silhouettes. And then when I plan my week, I plan out my outfits. And Incredible. even this is where you, I want you to speak into the rhythms a little bit because you have rhythms for outfits that work mm-hmm. really well for you. Even before I plan out my outfits for the week, I have like a vibe for each day <laughs> that, that I know Love I it. need. Like Tuesday, I want to be work cute. Wednesday, I'm always recording a podcast. So I always want it to probably be a dress because that's what looks nice sitting down. So I mm-hmm. end up wearing dresses a lot on Wednesday. Thursday, I try not to change after I go to the gym or before I go to the gym. So I'm usually like workout cute. And the planning actually makes it so not fussy for me. Yeah. Now, some people that would be fussy. It's so freeing for you. And I also want to say just because we have different body styles, yeah. you know, what has been afforded to me as just being like, this one size for a lot of my life. Yeah. 
is the fact that clothes are easier. Yeah. Because in America, we've created this culture that fits that specific size. And so what I've learned a lot through Francis and Benedict is how important silhouettes are and sticking with those for your body because it helps you to be free to not have to like feel like, oh gosh, this does not fit today or this doesn't look the way I want to look when I walk into the room, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's so good and freeing for you. And for me, the rhythms... You know, I love rhythms. I think it's my ADD or whatever, because I heard a podcast that you gave that's talking about how it actually gives our mind freedom to make other choices that day. Yeah. So I've done clothing rhythms for a really long time. Yeah. And now we can talk about Newly, but well, I do Newly. First, let's talk about Francis and Benedict. Okay. So will you give a little bit of the Genesis story? And then actually, because you brought up the silhouettes, I think we just, we also say the real thing that, you know, I've been wanting to say publicly for a long time. You tell about Francis and Benedict. Okay. So eight years ago, I went on a mission trip. It was a vision trip to do counseling in Togo, West Africa. I met a lot of pastors and missionaries, but there were also business leaders on that trip. And they were talking about sustainability and businesses and, you know, allowing these funds to really continue revenue producing for these incredible programs that were happening in Togo. That was going over my head, but what was not going over my head was the incredible fashion. And these women were dressing. They were overcoming incredible things, but all the missionary wives that were coming in, pastor's wives, they were dressed to the nines. And I realized we always go over in like old t-shirts and old skirts. And I told them one day, like, you guys dress so well. And she was like, yeah, why do you wear t-shirts all the time? Like, do you dress like that in the States? And I was like, no, we don't. They're like dress here, you know, but I was also drawing dresses. I wanted to have made out of wax print. Yeah. Thought that that was so silly and then got home and started having dreams about this company. And I could see the name Francis and Benedict, which was important because that was two real people that I knew we were supposed to partner with. So we started eight years ago. You coached me through the entire thing, which is why I could not be more passionate about the coaching licensing program that you go through because (laughs) women have so much in them, but you need a midwife to help you get these things out of you. And you were like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take pre-orders. We're going to step by step. So that was eight years ago. And since then, you know, we've been creating different products. We made the same skirt for five and a half years because that was the skirt that was easy for them to make consistently in all different sizes. We just made different lengths of it. And so we've just been able to start to release new products Thanks to Gemma, who is a seamster that we have brought on that you loved meeting. It's like a project runway over there now. You just, he's, people are throwing him threads and he's so creative and takes what we, you know, would like to see and then tweaks it. And it's incredible. So yeah, I love it. And I will say also for me, I mean, a lot of my wardrobe is Francis and Benedict. So that helps with my rhythms. Yeah. And then, you know, the one other thing about Francis and Benedict is that it's taught me a lot about fast fashion. Yeah. And this is a fact that I did not know. I'm embarrassed to say this until about seven months ago. But every single product that you put on your body, t-shirt to everything is actually handmade. So there are no robots, no factories that are producing massive amounts of t-shirts. At some point, there is a human putting a stitch on that thing. And I think that just, I really never, I was not the, you know, ethical fashion girl or like, let's don't shop on Amazon. Let's don't shop from China. But I think it just helped me to really see that there are humans behind everything we wear. And so it's an important conversation to just look into how much am I expecting to buy 
every season. Yeah. Am I trying to buy a ton of stuff and then turn it around? I'm only going to spend six, $7 on it so I can turn around and buy a whole new wardrobe. Right. Like that is having pretty big implications. Yeah. And so I think with Francis and Benedict, it really helps with the rhythms too, because it helps me to know that I don't have to purchase new things every season. Yeah. And for my budget, that would have to be cheaper items. Yeah. You know, so, and I understand that across the U.S., like we have certain budgets and people need to like buy things that are affordable in those budgets. But I just think the amount and quantity to which you buy can really help overall, you know, in the story of that. So So, enter. Enter. Newly. Newly. Which, if the most frequently asked question I get is, where did you get that? Where'd you get that dress? Where'd you get that blazer? Where'd you get that? The answer for me is almost always Newly. Yeah. So Newly is a clothing rental program that I found online in 2019. Yeah. Can you believe it's it's been four years? I cannot. And I don't know why they're not sending us some kind of badges. Like I feel like we <laughs> I are know. I feel like I'm a newly, newly loyal grandma. There's at this point. oh, there's probably been hundreds of women <laughs> who've come to Newly. <laughs> well, I, we started doing it in 2019. Newly is a clothing rental program where you can rent six to eight items every single month. I'm giving you the quick pitch. If you damage them, no fees. Yep. Stain, hole. Stain, holes. You break it. No problem. Yep. You send it back. You pick the items. They don't pick them for you because a lot of no rental programs, they pick them where you pick the items. Incredibly responsive app where you get to see other women. You get to look at women with your body types wearing these items. Yep. Real women. High fashion items. High fashion items. Expensive items. Expensive from brands items that you love. That you're renting, that you're not buying. So it definitely helps with the sustainability issue. Oh, 100. Those yeah. brands are doing it truly, I yeah. believe, for the environment, for people, for, yeah. you know. But- it's been four years since I started doing Newly. I basically do not buy clothes now. I cannot remember. I was thinking about coming to record this episode and I cannot remember the last time I bought an article of clothing that was not a workout Same. item. I, I buy workout clothes mm-hmm. or if I get a gift card or something, I'll yeah. use it. Otherwise, it's only Newly for me. Yeah. And the reasons why we love it, number one, it's a lot more sustainable I think that like the sticker shock of like about $100 a month is shocking and I get that. But I have to say what I usually say to women is like, think about how quickly you spend a hundred stupid dollars at Target on a shirt that you're going to forget. You cannot put me in a Target. You're going to stress out. Yes. Stretch out that, like how many times you, you know what I'm saying? So a hundred dollars is an investment a month. I get that. It's not for every season. It's not for every season of life. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what it's great for. It's great for trips. It's great for weddings. It's great for weddings. We now exclusively use it for our kids for big events. Yep. Homecoming. My daughter just got her homecoming dresses. Instead of me buying a $200 homecoming dress that she's going to wear one time, we newly did. Got six different options. Yeah. You know, both my girls were newly for prom last year. I love it for traveling Mm -hmm. to speak so that I can have like a fresh outfit, but that it's not the same one I'm wearing every single time on stage. Yeah. We love newly. It's very life-giving. Yes. We like it so much. I would like Francis. I always say I want Francis Benedict to make people as happy as Newly makes well, me. Well, Francis and Benedict makes so many people happy because it doesn't just make you happy when you get a skirt or you get a blazer or you get a fun new dress from Francis and Benedict, but you actually make a kingdom impact. Oh, for sure. We have, I mean, you, obviously you have, but I'm saying like, I have met the missionaries. We, I have been with the seamstresses who will say like, 
this is the best thing that ever happened to me. Yes. Yeah. And people ask me all the time, will you ever do like a clothing subscription with Francis and Benedict? And my answer is I'm trying to get an anthropology, which means then I would be a newly. Yeah. So just give me some time. If you could you just know say, pray, everybody just stop and pray. <laughs> That's that Francis right. Francis and Benedict would get into anthropology. Into anthropology. Which would and mean newly they would, would get happen. into newly because That's anthropology right. owns newly. Yeah. Let's go ahead and give that disclaimer. Anyhow, we love newly, but on that note, let's talk about staples. I want to hear what staples you need in your closet and what you would say yeah. like, hey, if you're just starting to play here, maybe here are some staples to consider having in your closet. So when I very first started clothing rhythms, I was in a season of being a mom working part time at the church and I tried to dress mm-hmm. one day a week. Yeah. And I remember thinking like if I can show up and dress in an outfit I love on Tuesdays, yeah then that's my like dress day. Yeah. And I would come into church and I would wear what I liked. And so I would tell women, honestly, to start there, if it's Sunday morning for church or if it's Tuesday or if it's date night or it's date night, you find one day and you might have to, like you, really think it through. Yeah. Like, what do I I want to wear? What's the silhouette? How do I want to feel? How do I want to show up? What's the vibe? Yeah. Yeah. So I really started there. And then I start, I had been reading a ton of business books. So I decided that Mondays was my teacher t-shirt and jeans day. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of like, you know, go and tell Mm t-shirts that I loved that said something like hope or whatever. And I just wore that every Monday with jeans. Yep. And then I would let myself also wear workout clothes on Wednesday and Thursday. Yep. And just stay in them. Yep. And then I would do a Friday night, you know, dress for date night. Yeah. In something that I liked. So that's kind of how I started my rhythm. That's a nice little basic start, Mm -hmm. like fun jeans and t-shirt. Yeah. Outfit. One outfit. And then you know, you're in workout clothes, yeah. whatever fits your season. And for some women, that's, that's, that's even like workout clothes every day. But then I want to dress for date night. Like yeah. you're saying, you know, now my rhythms are all around the days that my, my days that are batched. Yes. So do you want to say them? Yeah. Go for probably it. similar to you, but Mondays is Monday meeting day. Yeah. So I have heavy meetings all day. It's my team meeting. It's the one I want to show up for. So I actually do usually wear a workout outfit that mm-hmm. I put on something with it. Like we have a duster that yep. sometimes I'll put on with it so or cute. a cute windbreaker or, yep. you know, but I, I stay in workout outfits cause it's Monday meeting day mm-hmm. and I don't have an in-person office like you. So yeah. I'm virtual. Yeah. So Tuesdays is Togo Tuesday and Tuesday is a content day for me. It's a meeting day. So I dress in Francis and Benedict on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. And then Wednesdays for me is also we're working on our book things in the mornings. And I give myself like church time on Wednesday. So if that's a counseling appointment, if it's a friendship lunch, like I let Wednesdays have a little bit more flex. If it's I'm going to my kid's school. Right. You know, but I also wear Francis and Benedict on Wednesdays because it's our wear and share day. Love. And then on Thursdays, your girl is back in workout clothes. Praise God. And I do workout clothes all day on Thursday, unless I have my convene round table, which is once a month. And then I dress for that. So Thursdays is the same. Fridays is also like my fun free day with Josh. So I don't even think about the outfit till that morning because we're working on book stuff or nonprofit stuff, or we're walking the bridge together, you know? So, and then, you know, Saturday I'm in my robe until like, Praise God. 12 and also my bed on Sabbath. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me yours. Okay. Here are my rhythms. Sunday. I do like to show up. I like to show up at church. Mm -hmm. I like to, now I want to say this because we can talk about this in a second too. Like, how do you want to feel when you show up in a space? And so I know that you know this about me and I don't know if, I don't know if we're on the same page about this, Yeah, but I think probably I like a good medium outfit at church. 
Medium. I like a medium outfit. What's that mean? And I like a medium outfit when I get on stage to teach. And here's what I mean. I'm not wearing the cutest thing in my closet because I actually, this is total transparency. Yeah. I don't want to have the conversation that is like, okay, oh, you think you're so cute today. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know how to speak life. Right. And when you look really cute, they don't know how to say like, you look so cute. And so instead they kind of poke fun at you. Yeah. And I don't have time for that on Sunday mornings. Yeah. I'm just being honest. I think that's so great. I'm the opposite. I do not. You don't care. You don't. It doesn't Anytime I walk in, they're like, whoa, or why? Wow. It doesn't hit you. Mm -mm. You don't feel it. But sometimes I like to wear jeans that are ripped up just so I can make sure everyone knows I'm not in a box where I have to be in a dress. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Every Sunday. But Similar. I think that's a really, I think that's a great way to put it. And maybe this is like a gentle calling up for all women. If you find that one way that you give compliments when people look nice is by saying like, who do you think you are? And I don't mean in a like, who do you think you are? I don't mean like that. I mean, in a like, why are you so dressed up? I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times women think they're being life-giving. When they say like, oh, you got so dressed up today, that actually hurts people's feelings. And Not it, yours, but it does hurt mine. It doesn't hurt mine because it's all about them. But it is very telling that like, hey, this yeah. is all about you when yeah. I walk into a room. Yeah. And I don't want to be like that. I so don't. I if don't, a woman I, comes I, I in write. dressed, I'm not thinking like, oh, she look, you know, she's dressed and I'm she not. Thinks I'm, I'm thinking, not good. dang, she yeah. looks amazing. Yeah. So, so I like a medium yeah. outfit because I don't like to have that conversation at church. Yeah. Mondays, I don't go into the office. I don't I don't have meetings. I work from home. And so I wear workout clothes the whole day. Great. Tuesday, I do go into the office and I have seminary. So I'm showing up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the gym and I'm bringing my whole arsenal to the gym to get ready. I I, I'm that doing the whole you. thing. I'm planning out makeup and jewelry because I have my team meeting. And then I go to seminary and then I want to be like put together. Wednesday, same. I'm in the office and I'm doing a podcast. So I'm trying to pull it together a little bit. Thursday, I usually work out in the afternoon. So I give myself permission to just like wear my workout clothes with a windbreaker, which is a staple for me. Uh Windbreakers have changed my life. I have two cute windbreakers. You put it over some workout clothes with some jewelry and some earrings. My team always makes fun of me. They actually say constantly that we should film reels about this because I'm like the Mr. Rogers of I will go work out and fix my hair and put on all different jewelry and put on my windbreaker. And you will think, yeah, put together. I am not. In fact, (laughs) I am a sweaty older beast, but I look like I'm showing up. Yep. It's the best. Fridays are my days. I don't think about what I wear at all. Uh-huh. I, I let I let it be fun. It's a little bit Sabbathy for me. And then Saturday I'm usually in workout clothes again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How but do you people think about that? I mean, think about how little that is of actually yeah. wearing clothes, which is why I love a Nooli or yes. getting one or two things because you don't yes. need an arsenal in your closet you of a million outfits. Yeah. You know? I want to ask this last question. I just want to invite you to just pray for everybody, wherever they're at, to like send them out and have fun. Mm -hmm. But I do want to ask this question because I think it's a helpful one that friends could send this podcast to each other and be like, okay, you answer this for me. I want to hear this for you because you and I have talked about this a little bit in the past. How do you want to present? Like, what's the feeling you want people to have? Because mine is, you know, I don't want them to be like, oh, she thinks she's so cute. But you know mine. No. I want to look a little bit like you can't tell if I'm about to preach or beat you up. Yes, that's right. A little tough. You've told me that before. (laughs) I want to look a little tough. Which the joke is, I'm actually... I'm awake. Are you awake? The joke is I'm actually like the most tender. I know. But it's it's how I... It's my little little, uh, shell for the world. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Uh, that's such a good question. And I would not have even named that about you of that, but I do think it reminds me of just authority. I mean, you carry authority. And so I'm glad that you are willing to show up with authority. And it makes me feel safe. I just want to say that. Like, yeah, it does make me feel safe. It makes me feel safe to also be tender mm-hmm. and to also care a lot. But I don't know, you know, it's yeah. like it's what helps me show up. And be on people's team. Yeah. Okay. So I have two things. I I can't wait. So, you know, one of my things is I do like to confuse people. So I, I love do want people <laughs> who don't really understand fashion to be like, hmm, huh. I love that. That's interesting. I'd really like confusing people, especially in my context, because I'm with a bunch of fishermen yeah. and like Lily Pulitzer, who, you know, I say is my like nemesis. <laughs> I shouldn't say that out loud, but I've never had a nemesis in my life. But if I had to pick one, that would be it. You've never had a nemesis. (laughs) But um, it's just, I don't know. I could go on and on. But so I like to confuse people like, oh, I didn't know we were going to wear that. Right. That's interesting. So that is one thing in the day. I don't like to be put in a box and that could be rebellion. That could be sin. I don't know. I'm just going to be honest about it. But when I go to preach or to speak, I think I like to be soft and dress soft. Because I want people to know, like, I am vulnerable and tender and I can't pretend to be hard on you. I'm not hard on me. I just want to present that. So I don't really ever preach in a blazer, ever. Well, I actually talked to somebody about this the other day about teaching and what we learned when teaching. But do you know why I think this is also interesting for both of us is because even it's interesting, like how different our personalities are, but even how different our teaching styles are, because I don't teach without crying or without usually repenting on stage. Yeah, I'm so tender and vulnerable and I don't usually finish a message and not be like, oh, man, that I think I feel so exposed that a little bit of a tougher exterior helps me be more tender. Yes. You know? Well, and I think it's interesting because when I like think about the content of what we're saying, yeah, I think mine may be more challenging. I think that's what I'm saying. It just is softer when I say it. Your and voice yours, is softer. It, yeah. Your, pres- my, your presentation softer. Yeah. My stories about myself. Yeah. You know, but yours, I do feel like it could come across tougher. Yeah. But it's actually so gentle and so tender. And so, like, I it's know really where you are. So, yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with like challenge or lack of challenge. I yeah. think it's just personality, probably, or vibes. And yeah. I definitely think that you, maybe it, that is true. Like, you're going to be so vulnerable that you want to have that layer of yeah. protection. I want to say one more thing and I want that I want you to pray us out. I want to just speak really quickly to the woman who has listened to this. And this is where you're going to hear me get a little tough with you and I'm going to tell you that I'm saying it from a really vulnerable place because this was me for many years and many seasons. So I want to speak to the woman who's like none of this matters. Mm-hmm. And who thinks like I just don't I don't want to give any, I don't want to get any attention. And I just want to, you know, take care of business and do what I'm supposed to do and show up. I think that there's more for you. Mm -hmm. And I think letting people see who you are, and I think maybe even letting yourself see it and letting yourself see what you love and what lights you up. There are parts of God and there are parts of the kingdom and there are parts of color and abundance that I think he wants for you. And it doesn't have to be fussy and you don't have to plan it out. and You don't have to do newly and you don't have mm-hmm. to shop all the time, mm-hmm. but you can show up and be who he made you to be. And you don't have to be scared of that. And you don't have to be scared of other people doing it. Yeah. And 
I think that there might just be more. Yeah. And I think that that tough exterior of like, I don't care, none of this matters, actually in and of itself sometimes is an insecurity that's louder than we know. It's a pride. It seems humble, but it's not. It's hiding. Yeah. Which is what it was for me. And that's why I say that, that for years I sat three feet away from you with my brow furrowed you know, shaking my head at you because I was about the things of God and I was about serious things. And like, no, you can't, you can't disciple somebody in clothes. And I was just missing out on you and cheering you on and me and cheering myself on and God and women and And life. Really, don't you think one of the greatest things we could do as believers is just to lighten up? Come on. Lighten up on ourselves. Lighten up on each other. that might be your next book. I mean, truly, it's... He is so gentle with us and so kind and fun. And, you know, I think in any effort to make things fussy or serious, we lose so much of the goodness of who we are, you know, as like dearly loved kids. And also I think for any women listening to this, you know, we talk a lot about it's us and Jesus, us and Jesus, our intimacy with Jesus. I truly believe our soil is enriched by each other. Yeah. And, and by that closeness to each other, we're willing to say like, you don't have to be me, but let's, for goodness sake, like enjoy our life, Yeah, you know, and enjoy who God's made us to be. And that's what I've loved about being your sister is you have always let me be so free to be me. Mm. And I hope for women listening to this, wherever you are, if you're like, I really don't care about dressing up. That is so great. Yeah. Just to be enriched in your soil, to know that you can be light on yourself. Come on. You can be so easy on yourself because you are so loved. Will you pray us out? Yes. That's so good. Lord, we love you. Our whole effort to be kind to ourselves and to each other is like rags compared to you. Come on. You are just the kindest, most gentle, most fun, most creative, most beautiful, yeah. incredible God. You take time every single day to paint and show up for us with sunrises and with the beauty of this world. And I just pray over any woman listening to this, that they would also know that they are loved. Every single hair was fashioned on their head for a reason. They were knit together in their mother's womb, that you have predetermined good works for them to step into. And so I pray right now that they walk forward in those good works in freedom, whatever that looks like for them, that they show up as their authentic, true selves so that they can then shift their focus to the other eternal beings around them. We love you so much. And we ask all this in your name. Amen. Friends, I'm so grateful you listened to today's episode. Thanks for spending time with me. It would mean the world to me to connect with you. So you can send me a DM on Instagram at Jess A. Connolly or head to my website, JessConnolly.com for more ways to connect. If you have a minute to subscribe and leave a review of the podcast wherever you listen, it would massively help us reach more people with the good news that they can live fully awake. Let's go.